We are live. So what we mentioned, um, what we wish we knew. What we wish we knew. What we wish we knew before we started coaching. That's a good question. I probably got a list of things. No. I probably will be be (laughs) re-traumatized. Right. I don't want to go down this path right now. Okay. Right. All the things I could have done and should have done is going to stress me out. (laughs) Welcome to the You Get to Choose podcast, a space curated by coaches for coaches discussing all things coaching, clients, and cash flow. We want to take a moment to introduce you to um, your favorite coaches who are also doubling as your host for the podcast. I am Coach D, known socially as Danielle the Coach. I'm a certified life and leadership coach, and I help mid-career professionals free themselves from their nine to five without regret. And I am Coach C. Helen from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I am affectionately known as the coach's copywriter. I help coaches and consultants create magnetic messaging and make their email list more profitable. And hey, it's your girl, Coach Jen from Miami-Dade County, hanging out in the DMV these days. I help women in education increase their income and eliminate burnout without getting another degree. What's going on? This is Coach Mike. I help coaches, consultants, and service providers fill their calendars with ready-to-buy prospects without doing all the work. And today we're looking forward to helping you decode all things coaching, cash flow, and clients. So be sure to subscribe, review, and share. That's hilarious. You know, I I mean, the first thing come to mind for me is pricing. I Whoa. wish I would have focused on charging more for my services, you know, um, not charging enough from my perspective made me just. It made me hate coaching, right, because I was oh. doing so much for my clients and felt like I was just getting nothing in return. You know what I'm saying? Um, by charging so little, I attracted just the wrong energy of individual, you know what I mean? And that just had me running to the hills. Like, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. And because of that, I believe that I moved from product program, the program advice to advice, right? Trying all these different things, you know, thinking that I was serving my clients by charging them a, what I thought was a competitive price. Right. Mm. When when naturally it's like I'm not. First of all, we're not in competition with nobody but ourselves. Right. So based on your value, that's what we're going to price this thing back. What is it costing you to run this business? What is the market demand? Right. And most importantly, you know, what's the value of your offer? You know, you got to really decide that before you get out here charging things. And I know that over time we're going to make adjustments to the market. Right. You know, because when we're, we're hearing what people are saying, you know, as we're, you know, doing different sales calls or however you're, you know, bringing on new clients, you, you got to be willing to make adjustments over time. But one thing I never do, wish I'd never done is be the cheap guy on the marketplace because it's really mm. not the answer to your financial goals at all. Uh, it's really going to, it's going to do more damage to your brand than good. Yeah. Okay. Mike coming out the gate. <laughs> Right, swinging. Mike, Mike say, I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going last this week. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> but something that you said, um, super powerful about when you charge low, you attract 
those kind of people, right? And that is so true because when you like when you see you see these different ads and it's like $27, $17 and whatever the case may be, people are quick to consume but they're not quick to implement, right? Because the price point is so low that you don't really have enough skin in the game. You know, and that's the problem when you don't have enough skin in the game, you are not going to implement. So if you are a coach that is struggling with charging premium pricing, you got to shift your mindset and understand that you are not charging them for the time that they're spending. You're you're charging them for the impact and the transformation that you're guaranteeing. So I was having a conversation with someone. And she was like, well, you know, how do you determine your price? And I'm like, well, you essentially pick a price, you know, because especially when it comes to what I do, you use this stuff. You should be implementing what I teach every single day for the rest of your life. Well, what's that price point? You know what I'm saying? So it's like getting to a place where you you focus on, okay, how much am I impacting their life? What transformation am I giving my clients? And then that's how you determine your price point. You don't determine your price point based on how easy it comes to you because that's your gift, right? It's supposed to be easy for you, but it's based on the transformation. So when I came out, when I first started, I was charging like $97, (laughs) like attracting crackhead price, attracting crackhead clients. So it's like, you know what? I don't want to crack it no more. We go had to up the price, you know? So just ensuring that you just remember that you are worth whatever that number is mm-hmm. and you are giving them the transformation that they need. So mm-hmm. the price just went up. That's what's up. <laughs> um, I, for me, because I've always been on the service providing side, I really wish I would have implemented systems um, probably before I started taking clients. Mm. I I think when you, when you provide a service, sometimes you're so eager to make sure you're getting the client a result and then you get the result and then naturally you, you start getting referrals and you start taking them. But you, in the back of your mind, you're not thinking like, well, what is my max? Especially starting out. Like you don't know, what is the maximum amount of people you can serve? You don't like mm. you don't you're not thinking about any of that because you're just so geeked that people are coming to you. So if I could go back, I definitely would have mapped out some sort of system, um, at least for the like that first six to nine months that I was doing it. That that's probably the the number one thing I would do differently. If for anybody that's listening that provides a service, you have to have systems in place on the back end to make sure um like people are being served at a high level. Like things are gonna happen. That's just human nature. But outside of that, like you gotta know like how things are moving, like you know, project management boards, whatever that looks like. I mean, I got it all now, but yeah, back back then I was just winging it. Cause I was just worried about doing the thing. I wasn't worried yeah. about like handling the business part, like, oh, I gotta follow up. Like, well, I'm done. What am I following up for? Like, like it was like little stuff like that. That yeah. I just had no clue about. Hundred percent. And there's no scalability without systems, right? Nope. Don't, <laughs> don't plan on building no million dollar nothing no. if you don't have 
the necessary systems for your you particular. can hustle the five figures, but yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. We get, you get tired of that sweating after a while, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the longer you go without them, the harder it is to implement them because you got to stop and slow down. And when you used to like, you yeah. like, I got to say no for a minute to mm-hmm. what you do. Otherwise, the bottom going to fall out. Yeah, that's a bar right there. I don't care. That's a bar. <laughs> yeah, I just visualized that though. Like you, you're crushing it. Like, yeah, I'm getting this. I'm doing 25k yeah. a month, and you like, you know what I mean. And now I got to implement this system. You slowing down my money. Yeah, but realizing that it's yeah. just you, right? It, you, you, you might have a VA, but to go from doing all the fulfillment all mm. of the you know marketing mm. all of to like now i gotta sit for two weeks just to let just to allow somebody else to do all of this like it's right. it's a it's a it's a, a tricky mind thing that you have to like trust yourself enough to stop to say mm. no a little bit and just trust that them people either gonna wait or they're gonna spin the block that's dope that's dope that's a bar. one thing that has been um kind of like a, a pain point for me for the last couple of years is locking in with, um, I won't say a solid CPA because I've had one, but mm. they went a different way in their business. And so the security that I felt like finally having found one and then it's just like kind of feeling like the world was pulled from up under me. Now I got to go back into the abyss, <laughs> you know, and find find somebody else that I feel like vibes with me, that I trust all of the things. It's been the one thing that I feel like there's been a lot of turnover in my world. So I finally have a new one and I love her energy. I love the direction that we're going in, but it's just like, I, sometimes I think I'm just like, well, where, like, how could I have done this differently to begin with? Um, so that maybe I would have had someone who would have been with me the whole time, but I guess some things you just don't know, but I also know for a fact that I didn't enlist a CPA as early as I should have. That should have been like one of my first first investments, um, even, you know, if I wasn't making a whole lot of money just so they can be on the ride with me all the way. Right. That's funny you say that, D, because I was talking to, I won't say the name, um, but they have, they have an accounting firm and they was even telling me like, even at the beginning, when you're not making a lot, like bare minimum, a bookkeeper, like, and then work and you work your way up. There's like, that's not like, that's non-negotiable to, to not have somebody like helping you track and organize yes. all of that stuff. So yeah. It's what you know what's crazy is so she's getting getting up to speed on like my numbers and everything. And so I don't know if y'all know I majored in math, right? So numbers are my thing. And I have I'm attentive to detail and I like checks and balances. So even though things have kind of been like here and there with getting a new CPA book bookkeeper online with me. I've been tracking some things on my own, right? So I get a report um, here recently. We had like a, a debrief the other day and she's showing me, you know, preliminary numbers and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, so I know for a fact that something is missing there. And I'm like poking holes and no knock to her because she's new to my business. Mm-hmm. But because I know what's going on in my business, I'm able to help her help me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that feels good to kind of have a clue, right? I'm not as lost as I might feel but it's yeah. so uncomfortable for me not having that type of professional support and being somebody who's type A and feels like I can do all of the things when I shouldn't do all of the things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like such a sigh of relief to kind of know that I can like rest in my my amazingness as a coach 
and let somebody else do what they are an expert at too. That's dope. You um you said something in their track. I challenge the new business owner, the new coach, whatever, to track what you're doing for 12 months. That will encourage you to go get a CPA, a bookkeeper, or somebody to watch them numbers for you. Because you, you're going to be like, damn, I'm really spending a bunch of unnecessary money in places, you know what I mean, that I shouldn't be. When you really start to see it on a data sheet, you're like, wow, I could have used this amount of money for advertising and marketing. Listen. I could have used all of this to hire somebody to help my business get, you know, get to the next level. When you really look, because, you know, debit cards, man, we got debit cards and credit cards and we just swiping and yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to get this. That's going to help me right. grow the business and not really looking at them numbers like on a you know, like face to face. When you do that, like do it for like a year. I promise you, you'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, let me get somebody to get me squared away because I'm, I'm wasting money. I'm blowing. Facts. I'll never forget the year my CPA was like. She was like, you got to slow down on the happy on the happy hour. <laughs> she said, there's no way that all of these were client meetings. I looked at that number. I said, are you serious? She said, yes. Y'all, it had a comma in it. <laughs> it, was, it was, for the year, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was, it was bad. I, after that, I changed. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was bad. She like, know, that's called see. That's called growth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love the fact how real she was. She said it ain't this many meetings in the bar. Not not at those level. No. She like I'm. If they if they come knocking, we gonna have to really. I need to know who was there with what the meeting was about. Cause she said this is ridiculous. Oh, she like man. coffee shop, okay. You know, high end restaurant. She like, but all these, I'm, I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. You might, I might, I might could stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, but me being naive, I'm like, oh, I just use, I'm just using the business card. <laughs> I'm just use the business. I'm, you know, I got an associate here. <laughs> just, write it off. <laughs> That's how I was thinking. She's like, no. She's like, it's a, it's a, a cap on that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I know now. <laughs> She's like, I ain't saying you got to stop going. The business just has to stop paying for it. That's funny. But yeah, that was a good one, D. Something that um just came up for me. This is not necessarily my not necessarily my reality, but I think someone listening would benefit. Please don't quit your job prematurely. Like. Like I got into business because I started off with MLM and y'all know them MLM people going to swear you up and down. <laughs> you could quit your job. <laughs> and it's like, please do not quit your job prematurely because the stress that comes with that, because your bills don't give half a damn that you just started the business. You know what I'm saying? So you, right, right. Like the stress that you're already going to be under and, and understand that there is good stress. This is not bad stress that I'm referring to, but the stress that you're going to be under growing a business from the ground up is enough in itself. Mm -hmm. Your kids, your loved ones, their lifestyles don't have to change because you got an idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah. 
that's no bar. You can't because you got an idea. You know what I'm saying? You are screaming at me right now. First of all, this is a whole nother episode. I know, but I just want to make sure because I've had conversation with business owners and they're what I wish I knew was not to quit my job prematurely. You know what I'm saying? So just y'all, you don't need the stress of that because you're not going to be able to show up authentically in a hundred percent because you get in all kinds of letters, right? You're worried about income because the truth is depending on what your offer is, depending on how things are set up, there's a lot of moving parts. It's going to take a little bit. It may take a little bit of time to be able to replace your income and generate consistent income. So, you know, you put yourself in a, in a really bad position. If you walk away from your biggest investor, your employer, um, prematurely, you know, so I just want to say that for for that person that's listening, that's about to send that email. (laughs) Hold up. Hold up. You about to get a plan, no, Jennifer. You about to get a corrective action. <laughs> say, don't quit without an exit strategy. I was, I, I was, she is gone to the coach about <laughs> quit yes, without regret.com. Right. I was on my way. I was on my way to get an alley oop. I was on my way. Without a plan, y'all, please don't quit that job. I don't give a damn what your upline say, back line, left line say. Don't say <laughs> back line, left line. It's real. I did it twice, right? <laughs> twice. Once when I was single, once when I was married. And both times it was an absolute hot mess because you, your perspective is I'm going to have more time to grow my business. And you spend all this time doing absolutely nothing Nothing. but being busy with webinars, watching trainings, ain't doing nothing that's going to help you to push the needle forward in your business. And then you find yourself broke, busted and disgusted, mad, can't go to the bedroom because she mad as hell at you. (laughs) Like, you know, it's like, bruh. You know, get yourself together now. You know what I mean? But have a plan for real. Like that, yo, that's probably the most important thing you can say all night. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, they they're on the verge of doing it. They've done it and and, and without no plan, man, it's 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 rough. It is that was a great point, Jen. That's value. Let me tell you, I had a plan, and there's been days I've, there's been tears. <laughs> I've called called parents, like, I don't think I can do this. Like, you know, and it's just, it, it happens. And even, even having a plan, it's still hard. Mm-hmm. It's doable, but it's still hard, it's but hard. it takes a different level of persistence and resilience yeah. and a super strong and mature relationship with money. Cause the money can look funny yeah. and that's real. It will look funny. When, it's especially, especially if you were making good money in your right. nine to five right. and you make that transition Right. The savings, like if the money's not coming in as fast as you're spending it, the savings will dwindle. Yep. And you you'll play this, you'll play the game if you got enough stacked away, right? But when it mm-hmm. hits that number and your knees start shaking, life comes at you fast. Yeah. You know, it comes at you really fast. And that's with a plan. So yeah, you spot on with that, Jen, for real. That's I, do you say something that most people don't say? I mean, I I think in our in our bubble, in our world, we hear people that we would that that are a little bit further than I said, but like this junk is hard. Oh. It is oh. not easy. Mm-hmm. And I think even if most people would even realize that before they start, 
the journey would, would look so different. Yeah. Like if you go into it knowing it's hard, I think people will operate and set their ex operate differently and set their expectations a little bit differently. Like the wins are gonna feel even greater. Um, and then you won't be surprised when when the slow seasons come yeah. or when the, the dry seasons come. But if going into it understanding that it is hard, I think it's super important. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know if what I was thinking when I, when I came into it. The way it happened for me was just like so crazy. Um, where I was in life at the time, what was going on with my job. Like I didn't even plan to leave my job when I left it. I had a plan and I couldn't I couldn't execute that plan. I had to make a decision. Like it was either see my kids twice a week or take the leap. And at their at the at their age at that point, that I couldn't do it. Somebody else would have been raising my kids. Wow. Now, if they would have been their age now, nah, I probably would have stayed. <laughs> I probably would have stayed. But like that's kind of what what happened for me. I had a plan in place. All this crazy stuff started happening. I'm like, I gotta go. I can't. It ain't no way. That's it ain't real. no way. That's real. Speaking of the job, though, um, I think looking back, I wish I would have realized how disciplined I actually was. Right? Mm. When you work at a job. You disciplined as fuck, aren't you? Mm -hmm. You're getting up every day. You're driving to work. You're following all their rules. You're making sure you're doing everything so you don't get fired. Right? You 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 hitting goals. You know what I mean? Making sure that your your uh, quarterly reports is tight and all of that. Like, imagine if we put that amount of energy into our own stuff. And it only requires a couple of hours a day. Right? Or a couple of hours a night after we got home. If we put that much energy and time expecting we're going to get a result, right? You know, we go to work, we expect to get something in return, that paycheck at the end of every week, right? If we expect to get something in return from the work we put into our job, you realize how disciplined you actually are. Um, because that that monetary value ain't there quite yet, that's mm -hmm. when that mindset piece got to come into place. You know what I mean? We, 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 we got to assume it's coming as long as we're disciplined enough to do what we need to do every day to reach that goal. You know, you, you got everything it takes to, to get to the next level. You know, it's, it's, it's a shift in thinking, like just a small shift, man, in, in thinking because you're doing it now. Like you're working for somebody, you, you, you're disciplined. You got, you got to be disciplined, especially if you've been working there, what, 10, 15, some people 20 years. You know what I mean? You got what it takes. Uh, just, you know, use that mindset on your own stuff. And I think you will it'll significantly change, drastically change. Yeah. Even thinking oh. about the the time frame that you mentioned, like the 10, 15 years of like working and having the discipline, mm -hmm. something that didn't translate for me as early as I wish it had was like my value. Like mm -hmm. Jen talked about it a little bit in the beginning, yeah. but it's like it's levels to it. Right. And recognizing just how much I knew. Right. With my time and my, my experience and my expertise had afforded me, like when I stepped into the full time entrepreneur scene, I had a vision, but I was thinking and playing so small mm. and I didn't have to. Mm. But there was a lack of like, I think, of awareness of how I fit in the marketplace and well, how my vision fit in the marketplace and all mm. of the steps that came in between. But if I probably has seen more people leave the way I left and do yeah. the full-time thing yeah. and make good money quickly, like kind of doing the consulting and or the, the B2B as opposed to B2C, yeah. then that might, my, my experience may have been more lucrative sooner. Um, but I, I like the, what, who I am now is who 
I envisioned being four, mm. four and a half, five years ago. But it's like, I'm not that same woman now nice. that I was back then. And I know a lot of it is my mindset and how I viewed business and opportunity and where I fit in the marketplace. And if anybody would take me serious, I'm, I'm Danielle the coach. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> and that's on period. <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Practice? <laughs> I needed that flip switch years ago, oh, but man. it really took time with me kind of, you know, playing the background, playing small, mm-hmm. seeing how things work, seeing how other people are doing this and that, mm-hmm. playing the comparison game mm-hmm. when I shouldn't have because that didn't help either. Mm-hmm. But then realizing, like, wait a minute, like, I'm in control. Right. People don't know I'm out. It's because I haven't told them I'm out here and how I can help them. Right. Um, but if I had oh, if I had known then, let me tell you something. If you know that you get to choose back then. Right. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Right. I love it. I um, love something that just came up for me, and I don't remember which book this was, but when you learn about Zona Genius zone of excellence, zone of, you know, the big leap. Mm. I wish I would have learned that a long time ago because I wouldn't have spent so much time operating in things that are in my zone of incompetence. You know how much time you waste? (laughs) Like, Like, she didn't didn't say zone of excellence. She said zone of incompetence. Listen. I sit and I look at some coaches and I'm like, Lord, please hire somebody because that ain't, that's not your ministry, baby. (laughs) You know, so understanding that we all have gifts, we all have natural talents and things that we do so effortlessly, but we, you have to be willing to let the people who operate my zone of incompetence is for sure someone else's zone of genius, mm-hmm. yep. you know? So we got to be willing to invest in ourselves, even when the money isn't flowing, you know, people just like, okay, I'm not going to spend yet until I make whatever. Well, no, you got to get support. Like you, we can't do this on our own. And like people that call themselves self-made your fraud stop. Right. <laughs> you know? So it's just like yep. making sure that, your focus and your energy only goes into zone of genius, zone of excellence. That zone of incompetence and zone of whatever the one the other one is, that's not for you. That's not for mm-hmm. you. You know, so just making sure that you use your time wisely because it doesn't matter how many books I read, how many webinars I watch, I can't change a tire. I cannot, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, if even if I spent six hours doing it. By the time I pull off the tire off the damn car, you know what I'm saying? So you just got to make sure that you're focusing and putting your energy into where you are gifted and just leave the rest to everybody else. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Thinking about investing too, something major that like freed me a few years ago was like I had enrolled in a program and, um, you know, I applied whatever they recommended that I apply to my business, what have you. Um, then I also maybe was already in like a different program. 
um, kind of like related, but still different, like different lines of different schools of thought. And so I found myself legit, literally and figuratively stuck because some of the recommendations and advice were conflicting. Mm. And so I felt a sense of like, I don't know if the right word is like loyalty, but like, well, which, which way do I go? Because they said do this and now they said do that. And when I really sat with it, I didn't do anything wrong by being in multiple programs because there's benefits to that, right? But I think there's also knowing like, listen, this is my business, right? I, I have the final say. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm investing in support and guidance and mentorship from whomever. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know everything that I have going on. They only see this piece of the puzzle. And so I got to figure it out and it can be figured out. And my loyalty isn't to them or their program. It's to me and my business. I got to mm-hmm. do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that I legit was like stuck. Like I'm getting advice, not doing anything. So now I'm feeling like I'm not maximizing on my investment, getting feedback over here, not making moves. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. Like this doesn't make any sense. I'm wasting time and not getting where I need to be. I got to make some decisions. Yeah. And I don't even have to ask for forgiveness. It just is what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And me trusting myself and being an independent thinker, but open to, you know, feedback. Um, But making executive decisions started to move the needle again. For me, but I know that's a thing because people will see, and it's not just the the dangling carrot or the shiny object syndrome because everybody doesn't have everything that you need. Yeah, most times in this space, so you yeah. might have to go here for here for this, there for that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like go get what you can, get the piece that you came for. Don't right. break something that was already working. Yep. Right, apply this new piece and keep it moving. Yep, I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like. With, with that being said, like with the different programs, I wish I would have found my tribe sooner, right? Um, I, I would find myself in different groups and we will all be kind of doing the same thing, right? So it was really like I wasn't growing the way I wanted to. But when you find your tribe, like the individuals that are around you all have different skill sets. So you get the opportunity every day to hear and learn from those people and their skill set. And you get to absorb that. And like, you know, I can implement that to my life. I can implement that to my business. If, if the people think the tribe is the people all doing the same thing, like, you know, for example, network marketing. Jim brought that up early and I come from the network marketing space, too. And we're all on the same mission. That really ain't your tribe because ain't nobody really helping you grow the way you need to grow until you start having, you know, a circle full of people that got just different perspectives, right? They, they hear and see things differently. Uh, Their niche, their zone of different, their zone of genius is different from yours. I think once I found my tribe, and I want to say about three years ago, right, the group that I'm doing this podcast with, right, they really helped me. And, you know, a couple of others are missing, but they really helped me step to the next level in terms of, you know, my personal growth. And when that personal growth changed, my business growth changed, my my finances changed, everything around changed because the tribe is just like, you just want to make sure you bring in your part to the table. So, you know, you, you show up every single day and making sure you're doing what you got to do because the tribe is just so dope. You know, you, you know, they can bring some some dope information to the table. So it just kept, you know, keeps you on your toes and keep you fresh. If I would have thought about that a little bit earlier or a coach could would have told me that a little bit earlier, like, yo, fine. 
a tribe of different mindsets, different mentalities, different personalities uh, to really help you, you know, flourish, you know, as a coach, as a consultant, as a business owner. Um, yeah, I wish I would have did that earlier, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, something else, too, is like not letting your social media likes validate you. Because people will like, and people, I'm people, I'm people. Five years ago, I'm people, right? <laughs> like, I'd be like, okay, you know, years ago, I will post something and don't get enough engagement. And I'm like, okay, shit, I need to come up with another offer. <laughs> you know? And it's you like. Offer, not post. <laughs> offer. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't working they don't want it but then but then i had to check myself like jen your parents your cousins and homegirls is not your target audience <laughs> you know what i'm saying like they don't even know what you're talking about they don't even right. know what i'm what talking about <laughs> so being mindful to let like I, I get the need and the importance of validation, but we have to be mindful on what matters to us, right? And not like I used to call people that didn't have no business wisdom, nothing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And ask them their opinion and make a change based on their opinion. You can't make changes based on people's opinions. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like getting to a place where you just take a step back and really start to be very intentional about where you get your validation from, where you get your confirmation from. Because a lot of the times, like, I'm going to be honest, I got to a place finally where it's like, I don't even care if people don't like it because these are my family and my friends. They're not my target audience anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just waiting for Instagram, Facebook, do their thing and the algorithm to work, you know? Yeah. But ensuring that you just don't let little things completely throw you off, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wish I learned that a long time ago because I, I wouldn't have been, you know, continuously spinning my wheels and trying to appease people. You know, it's because it's not about people. It's about the tribe that you're assigned to, that, you know, for you to give them their transformation. But it's okay if you post and no one likes it. It's okay mm -hmm. if you ask a question and no one answers your question. They yeah. are watching. Yeah. The right people are watching. Just keep going. You know what I'm saying? And that's what people got to understand. You you have to keep going. If you think about it in the workforce, a lot of the times, depending on your field, it takes years before you can get that promotion. Mm -hmm. It takes years before you can get that raise. So I don't know where we learn that mindset where as soon as I call myself a CEO, I'm a CEO. No, it's about what other people are calling you. You know, so just y'all got to just make sure that you're very you're careful about where you get your validation from, because clicks, likes and comments are it's not it. But mm -hmm. baby, when it takes off, listen, <laughs> let the church say amen. You hear me? 
<laughs> there will come a day if you do not give up. You listen, people will hear you. when you speak, they will listen and mm-hmm. click and engage and share. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. stick with it. Just stick with it. Get your message in life in order, right? See? Right, right. I'm I'm about to flip it real quick. Okay. One thing I'm glad I started from the very beginning is spending money on advertising. (laughs) From the very beginning, that was the first first. thing I learned as a digital marketer is spend money on advertising. And that's that's definitely one of the better habits I've kept over the years. I could have been a little bit more um uh, conservative, you know, at times I could have been a little bit more conservative, but that was the best habit that I've learned. And I encourage everybody. It, it could be a little, it could be a lot, but get in the habit of spending money on your advertising, right? Um, organic is awesome. It's necessary, right? It's relevant for everyday use, but, you know, to put yourself in a position where you can get in front of different people daily. I'm glad that, you know, that first coach was like, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to spend a little bit of money on advertising because that's a habit that's really helped me to, you know, sustain my business over the years because I am a workaholic, right? I love the work. I've had multiple jobs and just never had the time to to be as creative as I wanted to be over the years because just grinding and hustling, you know what I mean? But that skill set developing that over the years really helped me to sustain and stay in the game as long as I've had been just because it, it was the one of those skill sets that I learned. So that's the one thing I am happy that that I've done. And if you haven't, like as a coach or consultant, business owner, taken that step yet, find yourself a coach that can really, you know, hop in the, hop in the car with you and show you how to implement uh, paid advertising properly because it is a, nece- a necessity, especially now with so much noise in the marketplace. How are you going to um, get in front of the people you need to get in front of, right? If you're not out here grinding and on social media every day, if that's not your personality to be all bubbly on social media, right? And, you know, being this influencer, if that's not your thing, how are you going to get in front of thousands of people every single month uh, if you aren't? you know, marketing and advertising your business like you're supposed to be. That's what I'm saying. Find your coach. What you mean, find your coach? I launch coaches.com. Is that the coach? <laughs> Come on, find the coach. Uh-uh. Mike is- Williams. <laughs> I'm like, if I'm on the right podcast, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm picky about these folks, right? So you're gonna come, you gonna come work with me, you better come correct. That's all I'm saying. Mike <laughs> say, hold up. Yeah, I'm correct, man. Trying to work with me. Okay? You got a better process in place. <laughs> with that you said, dfyadsandfunnels.com. Right. <laughs> Wait, say it again, Mike, without us cackling in the back. So that's Come right. Let the people know. <laughs> right. Come on, Come on. I launched coaches. <laughs> that's I mean, loyalty right there. Right. right. 100%. <laughs> I love it. See, the tribe, man. They go Let keep working in your pocket. Like, that's it. It's what it is. It's what we do. It's when what I say in the chat, Jennifer will say out loud. <laughs> you already know. Listen, I'm the microphone of the group. Fuck that. Y'all keep that shit in your head. I'm saying it. <laughs> Lord, I love it. I love it. I love it. But that's real talk, though. Mm-hmm. Real talk. For sure. For sure. Man. Um, man. I just, whew, there's so many, 
<laughs> so many things. I know grace. Grace has been a big thing for me too. Mm. Um, just the grace, the grace to grow, right? To grow through it. And I'm not patient. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not patient. I want what I want when I want it, especially yeah. when it comes to my success or projects I'm working on, you know. And so, like this process has humbled me in mm. a sense. But I also had to be real and honest and say, well. With my professional career as a career professional, I didn't amass my expertise, you know, in one year, in one month, right? It took years, a decade plus, right, to mm. walk away, you know, be able to stick my chest out and say, I've done this. This is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. That's over a decade of expertise. <clears throat> so I had to give myself that same um, grace to grow and learn in this totally new arena. But thankfully I wasn't starting out super green. I have business experience, just business working for somebody else, keeping somebody else's lights on. And it's a different beast being on this side of it and jumping in full time, right? And then let's add to add fuel to the fire right before a global pandemic that I didn't know was coming, right? right. Like, thank God I'm an introvert. Yeah. Because I was okay being in the house. But one thing that I wish I had known was how lonely full-time entrepreneurship can be, mm. even for an introvert. Mm. And so it's just like at some point, it's like, and so where it hit for me was, so when I took the leap, is how people viewed me differently. People that I rocked with before, like professionally, and like I'm reaching back, you know, trying to bring people along, not necessarily to leave their job, but like, hey, I know about this. I know about that. And it's not as well, not as warmly received. You know, it's kind of like I'm the um, I'm the outlier now. And like the energy was different. I don't think there's any love loss, but like the energy was definitely different. And I'm just like, whoa, what is this? Like, I haven't changed. I just changed where I focus my energy. Like, what's going on? But, you know, it's such as life. Things happen. People grow and evolve. And, you know, it is what it is. But what I've also learned is that when you step out on faith and when you do what you need to do and move to the beat of your own drum, there are other like-minded people that have the same rhythm that you'll find along the way. Like, that's how mm -hmm. I met y'all, doing whatever I had to do. And like, my goodness, look at us now, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't really realize that when you're kind of going through it and you're in motion, in the, doing the motion by yourself, like, it's a, it hits a little bit different. Yeah. Especially, even for an introvert, like, that's big. Like, extroverts, I get it. Like, y'all need that. It's no <laughs> question. But for me, I'm like, whoa, this is, I'm not really feeling understood in my, in my world, right? Let me go and align myself with some people that, that get not only it but get me too while I'm processing it. So that was that was a heavy, heavy hitter for me when I really sat with it at some point. Cause that day one shit would have you messed up. <laughs> All the way. Like, like, All the way. People be so day one, day one, nah. Cause the evolution that you're going to organically have, like mm -hmm. when you start your own business, you have to shift whether you choose to or not. That personal mm -hmm. development has to happen. So when you think about it, like you're becoming a different person. I am a different person 
than I was 10 years ago, right? Of course, who I am is who I am, but a lot of me has changed. But if I was so stuck on only nurturing the relationships of my day ones, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in this space, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have so many amazing connections and amazing relationships. So you got to get out of that mindset of, oh, my day ones, right? Being open to the people that are assigned to your journey later on on your journey. There are people that were assigned to the first quarter of my life. They were there. They were great. They served their purpose. Next. So making sure that the people that you like you hang around, that you talk to, <laughs> there aren't too, like I, I have some solid day ones, right? Like in their perspective fields, they are amazing, right? Principals, judges, all that. I got all that my day ones. But I couldn't text them and ask them what book should I read to grow my business. Mm. I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna get they 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 probably gonna tell me the secret. Like what kid if you don't think and grow rich. Right. Yo, I tell y'all no lie. The other day somebody messaged me on Facebook and asked me, have I ever read Think and Grow Rich? I almost reported his ass. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. You know, so just like Getting out of that mindset that you can't trust people, you can. If you're not shady, you shouldn't attract shady. You mm. can't trust people because you ain't shit. <laughs> you right. Know right, real. So, you know, getting to the place like I look at everybody in my experience as divine intervention. God placed these people in my life. And when you look at it from that perspective, I'm not worried about nobody trying to harm me, trying to, you know, I don't, I don't worry about snakes. I don't hang out. I'm not a snake. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So people have to understand like that day one, that whole concept of day one, day one, it's going to keep you, it's going to, it's, it's going to stagnate your progress because Mm -hmm. you're not going to be getting what you need to grow your business. That's good. That's good. I'm telling you, we be taking these people through a roller coaster, boy. Mm -hmm. Definitely do. Marketing day one, <laughs> grace. <laughs> right. Don't quit, quit your job. Right. Like quit or don't quit. <laughs> no. You know what that's called? That's called a full course meal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no appetizers on this podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For real. Mm-hmm. We'll give it to you. Man, that's what's that up. Good. Episode yeah. four. I might be a rap. Is it a rap? I don't know. I think it is. I there think we go. it is. Yeah, <laughs> <Right. laughs> <Be> out of here. <laughs>